And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Elevator. And boys, we got kind of a special edition episode here today. It's not like the other ones that you've seen here. And as always, I'm joined here by my right-hand men, Noah and Zach Lyons. Hey. And we got a little bit on our plate today. We're going to be going through our top five movies of 2020 and our bottom five movies of 2020. And keep in mind, 2020 is not over as of today's recording date, which is December 29th. So I will be watching movies that have come out in 2020 after I get my wisdom teeth surgery tomorrow, which is the 30th. I will be watching a lot of movies like Crudes 2, Palm Springs, and Wonder Woman. Yes, so keep, keep your seatbelts fastened. Yeah, my bottom five might also be tra- changing after I watch Doolittle. Hey. Hey. Hey, watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, started? I think we just jump right on here. Zach, how about you kick us off? All right. So uh, we'll start with our top five of the year. Um, for, for my number five spot is Drumroll, Minari. Minari oh. out. Uh, through a virtual film festival that I attended this year. Um, and it's just an amazing movie. Uh, great cast. Um, lots of standouts. Uh, Steven Yoon's obviously the uh, biggest role here, but there's a lot of other supporting roles that are really great, especially the grandma. Gotta love A24 grandma, to be honest. Like, they're so great. Um, this is just one that you have to check out. It's really special. Um, I think... Uh, it's super well directed, um, and we'll probably see a lot of nominations when it comes to Oscar season. Uh, so that's my number five spot. Anyone want to go with their number five? Right. I think you should jump on in. I'll go for number five. Um, my number five spot. I was blessed to see this in theaters the day before we closed. I saw Freaky. And I thought Freaky was really good. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, just kind of like, it was just a breath of fresh air for me going into a theater, looking forward to seeing a movie that has come out very recently. And I thought it was really entertaining. Vince Vaughn really did a good job. And I was just entertained throughout the whole entire movie. I was on the edge of my seat. I was laughing and could not complain with the outcome of this movie. Very happy. Great film. That's a great choice. I just that one just missed out on my list. Um, there was actually quite a few movies that I was kind of sad to have knocked out in my top five, but that's because I saw two really good movies this past week, which we'll we'll get into in a minute. For my number five pick, I have The Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, Ooh, good one. Written and directed by Mr. Aaron Sorkin, the man behind Moneyball and um, The Social Network, just to name a couple. Um, always delivers a fantastic script. Um, his directing also has evolved and improved a lot with this movie. Um, and of course, the cast is really good. Um, the standout here being Sasha Baron Cohen, who was in another movie I really liked, Borat, subsequent movie film, which you won't see on my list, but um, we'll throw an honorable mention out to that one. Um, but yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, it was very um, touching at the end. Um, and I wasn't surprised, or I was surprised to find myself so emotional at the end of this movie. I was just expecting Aww. Noah, uh, Noah, and um, entertaining, but it was it was more than that. And 
definitely deserving of being in the top five. Great choice, Noah. Uh, nice job, Noah. Thanks. That's that's definitely my top ten. Didn't quite make it in the top five. But in the number four spot for me is The Five Bloods. Ooh. It came out in the summer. Um, I think it was June or July. Don't remember. But um, really just like a great Spike Lee film. Um, I think there's some criticism out there over it being messy but i think that kind of added to the movie um i think it was more ambitious than messy i think it just really worked for me um spike lee just threw in a bunch of stuff and it it was just really cool to see i think his passion for this project um there's a lot of emotion in this movie too um and some it's a it's kind of a war film but also most of it takes place after the war, but the like everything in the war flashbacks is really well done. Um, so yeah, overall, this is great film. Also, the cast fantastic, um, especially uh, Delroy Lindo, um, who plays the lead role, and um, Chadwick Boseman also gave a great performance, which was his second to last performance before Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, and what a great second to last performance that was. So that's my number four. Very nice. Very nice. Um, my number four is very controversial to a lot of people. They're going to be wondering why do you have this as your number four? And I will explain why Scoob is my number four. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I saw this movie twice and first time I saw it was laughing with scenes with duh, 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 dick. Things like that just make me laugh. I just really find that to be funny. And the whole storyline was really entertaining. And then I saw it with you guys in my backyard. And there's a reason why I put it on number four. I just thought it was a really solid animated movie. And when it comes to animated movies, I am one of the best connoisseurs when it comes to them. And I just thought the overall acting was great. And the storyline was good. Nothing was Nothing was super predictable. Like, I think... Like Shaggy died and then he came back to life. Like it was crazy. Like, yeah, I, I was really, I was really happy with the outcome of this movie. Worth the wait, but alas, it is my number four. I hope no one was worried about Scoob spoilers. I don't think anyone is, but warning. <laughs> the one who's listening right now, who hasn't seen Scoob. <laughs> Turn off your ears. <laughs> Just completely shut it out. Um, I actually had the same number four as Zach. And that's oh, the five blood twist. Um, perfectly directed by Spike Lee. Um, I think no other movie this year had their finger on the pulse of like America's social movement than the Five Bloods. Um, I, I remember watching it and just thinking it was made for the, uh, 2020 and for our historical moment. Um, and I think one of the reasons why it worked so well. Is the three um, is three of the lead actors in the movie, which is Chadwick Boseman, um, which Zach, uh, who Zach mentioned, was very good in this movie. Delroy Lindo, terrific job, and then Jonathan Majors, um, who was in the last Black Man in San Francisco last year, also um, gave a really good performance, and he was one of the younger cast members, so um, really gave the audience somebody to connect to if they're younger. Um, there's a scene at the end of the movie that 
is just it's so perfect for 2020 and I, I, I can't get over how relevant it is um, and how well acted and well directed it is. Like Zach said, there's a lot happening there, but there's much more good than bad. So it gets the number four spot on the list. Good, Noah. Uh, good, Noah. Yeah, that, that's cool that we both have the same number four. Um, Defy Bloods was a great movie. Um, I'm hoping that it still will be uh, making its way in the Oscars, but who knows at this point because there's a lot of other great movies that have come out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for my number three is a movie that I've hyped up so much on like so many different podcast episodes and so many different reviews and everything. It's time. Um, this documentary is about uh, the Rich family, um, specifically about Fox Rich, who um, has been working for years to uh, get her husband released from prison. Um, and it's just a really, um, it's a heartbreaking story, but it's also inspiring. Um, I think it, it would just really like put into perspective a lot of um, like issues regarding like our prison system um, in a in a way that's very personal because I feel like there are some movies um, where it just seems like statistics and like um, numbers and everything and this one was like here's the story of an actual family who was hurt by the system so um, really great stuff there uh, also really emotional I. Um, I think Noah can attest to this that I did cry. Yes, um, I would. And I, I actually watched this twice, and I think I cried even more on the second time. So, um, big recommendation for me. Uh, love this movie. Love the way it's made. To great documentary. Good Zach. Good Zach. <clears throat> uh, my number three. I was. Also, extremely blessed to see this in the movie theater before we shut it down. Saw this movie with a good fan of ours, and it was Tenet. Tenet was a super entertaining movie for me. I was looking forward to this movie because it was supposed to come out on my birthday at once. So I was kind of like, hey, I might hit it up, but it didn't. So I saw it in September. But John David Washington did a really, really good job. Uh, The guy's got a lot of range. As you saw, he was in... Um, solo with Star Wars story, and he's all the way in Tenet. Like it's a pretty broad spectrum. He was Black Klansman. Oh shoot, Black Klansman. I was thinking of something You're else. Good. My my bad. Black Klansman. John David Washington was also in that movie and Tenet. He did a really good job. Again, with this movie, I'm going to compare it to um, Mission Impossible Fallout. It was just kind of entertaining. Just the whole entire movie. I don't really feel like there were any dead periods. Um, I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. Really entertaining. Long movie too. Kind of like Mission Impossible Fallout. No crumbs were left behind at the end of this movie. Just overall entertaining. But too bad. Not, a, not enough people came to the theater to see it. If it came out in 2019, I know it would have done good. So, But still, I'm glad I got to see it. No crumbs. That was a lot of fun to see that on your birthday. So that's a bummer that didn't come out then. Yes. All right, now what's your pick? So my pick for number three, um, which you will see later in this episode, I think was Zach's list, is The Sound of Metal. Uh, mm. And this one, 
Oh yeah, you tell me that. This one came in like right at the buzzer beater for me. Um, I actually watched it last night. He did. I was kind of about to make my to finalize my top five, and I had Palm Springs uh, in that number five spot. And you know, you know how much I like like Palm Springs. So you you need something really good to dethrone it, and Sound of Metal did just that. Um, I think this movie is the epitome of what subtlety can do for a movie. Um, and how it can make a movie special and memorable. Um, There's so many scenes where it's just complete silence, um, and that, that plays into the plot of the movie, um, but it also allows the viewer to reflect on what you're being told, what you see, um, and also put yourself in the shoes of the main character who's played by Riz Ahmed, um, and I think he gives a stellar performance, and I'm hoping it gets recognized at the Oscars because... I haven't seen any other performance this year that's outdone it. Um, also, Olivia Cook's in it. She's pretty good. Um, not really in the movie much, but um, Great. the supporting cast I thought was very, very good. I'm not even re- sure if all of them are actors, um, but they still did a terrific job. Um, there's another movie this year that I'll be talking about that had a couple non-actors who did a great job, but I'll talk about that later. Anyways, Sound of Metal, you guys should watch it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Um, I should also mention that Defy Bloods is on Netflix, as well as The Trial of Chicago 7. So if you heard us talking about those movies and you want to check it out, um, check it out on streaming. Good choice, Noah. Good choice. All right, is it my number two time? Number two for Zach. All right, number two. A great film that I also got to check out at the um, film festivals this year hasn't come out yet. It's coming out in uh, February, I think. Um, I know what you're talking about. Noah, wow, you know the date. Sure. Okay. Uh, it is Nomadland. Nomadland is an amazing film um, led by Frances McDormand. Uh, tells the story of a woman who um, is who who leaves her home uh, during the recession in 2008, and um, she has to find a new way of life. Um, she works little jobs um, here and there, uh, but she lives in a, a van, and um, that's just kind of her lifestyle. She goes um, around to different places, explores, and um, meets different people, and it's just such a great, um, I think, uplifting movie about like the human spirit and about um the the American dream and like uh re rethinking what the American dream means um and more about like positivity and finding your place in life and it's just a great movie led by powerful performance uh, but very subtly powerful from Francis McDormand who um in three billboards was uh very like out there outgoing um in this one she's like shows a lot of restraint and i think that's really cool and uh wonderful direction from chloe zhao who i'm hoping will get the oscar this year so definitely a film you should check out when it comes out in theaters or streaming i correct real very quick. nice it comes out february 19th wow yeah are we allowed to are we allowed to put movies that come out in twenty twenty one but we saw them in twenty twenty on our list? Well, it, yeah, I think so. 
because this is like technically it's going to be at the Oscars next year, so technically it's a 2020 movie. Okay, per- sounds good because I was going to say SpongeBob, but I'll wait till next year. Yeah, talk about him. Thank Let's you. Talk YouTube. about him. <laughs> thank you, thank you, YouTube, for two weeks. But um, on the basis of number two. I'm going to get really into this one. Like if, if if you're walking on the road, if you're walking down Walnut and someone comes up to you and goes, give me an example of a big three, a big three. Somebody would be like, okay, like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh of the Miami Heat. But if you come talk to me, if you talk to me, yo, Ryan, give me a big three. James Marsden, Jim Carrey, Ben Schwartz right here. Big three came out February 14th, the day of love, 2020. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog absolutely dominated the big screen. And during the time when I worked at the movie theater, this movie would not be empty. Everyone seeing this movie, it was great. I saw it several times, not once did it get old. Great soundtrack featuring T.Y. Dolla Sign. And Wiz Khalifa, like, come on, come, great, great movie. And Marsden will definitely find himself this February in the Dingus Awards. And I just, this movie held the number one spot all the way up until a couple days ago. And we'll get into that in a couple minutes, but just nothing but, nothing but joy and smiles. And a sequel has been confirmed, which is also very cool. Oh, I didn't know that. It has. Lovely. It. Has tails in it. Hey. Oh, yeah. There was that like post credit scene thing. Yep. Yeah, I'd say for nice. if we're going Film. purely on which movies I had the most fun with, I think Sonic <laughs> would sneak its way into maybe the top 10 for me, but um, didn't quite get there. So for me, it's it's somewhere in the 20s this year. Oh, no way. Anyways. Um, for my number two pick, I also had the same one as Zach. Um, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, I did. No, uh, I swear I didn't plagiarize my list. So, Nomadland. Um, it's like you guys are twins yeah, or something, I, I swear. It's a twin connection thing. So weird. Anyways, Nomadland. Um, this movie actually, um, I had similar um, similar thoughts with the sound of metal where uh, the subtlety in this movie is really what makes it work. Um, Frances McDormand, I know her as kind of a chaotic actress. Um, Like Zach mentioned, she was crazy in three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Um, And also in almost famous, she's kind of like the crazy mom. So I've known her as more of like a dynamic actress, but in this movie, she's very gentle and very um, soft spoken. Um, but also, like, very warm, like somebody you'd want to be around. And I think the fact that she pulled that off with me thinking that she was already, like, a crazy actress and kind of over the top was very impressive. Um, she really, like, dove into that role and became the character. Also, the supporting cast was very good. There was a lot of memorable characters and actors who aren't even actors. Um, there were just people who um, were living on... Um, or living kind of in the Midwest where the movie was shot. So um, that movie was just incredible. Great directing from Chloe Zhao, like Zach mentioned. Um, Very touching. At the end, um, 
there was some like existential stuff that kind of made me uh, ponder the movie like days after I watched it. So um, this movie probably left the biggest impacts on me this year and is in my number two spot. Also, it just like looks beautiful, like the locations and the cinematography. Cinematography. And also, I think it's worth mentioning. Actually, I'll get into this after my number one pick. Ignore that. Okay. Um, Okay, for my number one pick, before I say the name. Did we all have the same one? No, we did not. can say it at the same time. Oof. Definitely. Okay. So, for my number one pick, I'm going to start with an anecdote um, before I say the name of it. So, uh, picture this a year ago. Uh, we just saw, what was it? We saw some, oh, Spies in Disguise. And oh. after we saw Spies in Disguise, we're like, we're not leaving the theater. Let's go watch uh, some Uncut Gems. So I yep. go in the, in the theater watching Uncut Gems. Um, I, I remember that my end of the year list was pretty much done. I'm like, okay, everything's set. And I wasn't expecting too much from Uncut Gems. I was just kind of like, here for the ride. And then I came out and I was like, that was amazing. That's my favorite movie of the year. That was perfect. And that's how I felt with Sound of Metal, my number one pick for this year. Uh, A year later, and I have pretty much the same experience. Um, I just watched this movie going in thinking, I don't know too much about it. It seems interesting. Um, But I'm, I'm here for the ride. And it was amazing, as Noah said before, for his number three pick. Um... I just feel like this movie fired on all cylinders, like the everything um, down to like the sound design. Uh, I think the sound design is actually the most integral part to this movie because um, the whole story is about uh, a man who's a drummer, and um, suddenly uh, he like loses his hearing. Um, it's not full loss of hearing at the beginning, um, but it's deteriorating. And um, he has to figure out, like, so what am I going to do with my life now? I, I can't drum. Uh, what's to do? So that's the whole premise of the story. And they use a lot of tricks to uh, make it make it feel like you're kind of, like, losing your hearing, too, in some of the sound design, um, which is so interesting. And Riz Ahmed, amazing performance here. Um, really, like captivating like emotionally captivating um and the ending of this movie man like i i kind of like saw it coming but then when it happened that was just like did not i didn't even it felt like i didn't even expect it like it just came out of nowhere even though i like saw it coming before um and it like it wasn't until the credits rolled that actually started to get like emotional like, it was very, like, cathartic experience. Um, so, this is amazing movie. I'm so glad I saw it a few days before the end of 2020 to get my uh, list finalized. So, yeah, that's one, my number one. Like, to throw out there. Very good, so Zach. Like, um, if you are planning on seeing The Sound of Metal because of uh, Zach and I's praise for it, um, I would recommend to not watch the trailer because... The trailer has the final shot of the movie in it, like smack dab in the middle of the trailer. So 
I think if you really mm-hmm. want to like take in the ending to it um, and have it reach its fullest potential, I would avoid the trailer and just look at the description of the movie, um, hear our thoughts on it, determine if you want to watch it, and then um, experience it for yourself. So, Ryan and I have the same number one, so we might as well stay on the count of three. Two, one, soul. Soul. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'll I'll say my little bit. I'll get my two cents. You give your two cents. Um, this I I mean I don't really see this movie uh, getting dethroned by the end of the year. Um, so I can safely say that this is my number one. And it, I mean, I don't want to be like that guy, but like I'm gonna be that guy. But this might be my one of my favorite Pixar movies, if not my actual favorite Pixar movie. Just be, just because like so much thought went into this movie, and like if I was a little kid watching the movie, you really like, you wouldn't really know what is actually going on and like what the actual story behind it is. As for like Up or Inside Out it's easy for you to understand what's going on and the kind of like what's happening and everything like for up the old man's getting old and then he has Russell and he kind of treats him like a child. And then for inside out, you have the little characters inside of the head to kind of display the emotions of what they're feeling. But for soul, it shows a real life situation of how simple life really is and what your purpose is. And, you know, some things, some things are greater than it seems and not, to like be content with what you like what you have and i mean this goes like for a lot of a lot of people who are like famous and they have everything you could say like oh this person has everything they have fancy cars fancy houses blah 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 but like are they actually happy but like you can have you can have joe schmo living down the road who works at an applebee's but just is one of the happiest campers alive and it just kind of just puts the simplicity back into life. And I just thought that the storyline was incredible. And you really got to watch this movie because, I mean, it's on Disney Plus. So there's no excuse. And I just thought it was great. And then, like, Zach would send me a lot of TikToks regarding the movie and, like, little Easter eggs that they would hide. And it's like they actually thought about this. Like, it was crazy. And it's just like you can watch it a second and third time and just be surprised by more things. But – that's my two cents. Maybe it's five cents. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was this a really was great. good nickel right there. Great five cents. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, and I'll take it a step further and just say, like, um, I'm going to throw out a big big word uh, that you can put on a poster for it. This movie was breathtaking. Very, like, you watched it and you're yeah. like, wow. Like the whole entire runtime. And that um, That's thanks to a really good voice cast. Jamie Foxx does a really good job. He has a very expressive voice. Um, and you can like really hear the pain in his voice, but also the optimism and the happiness. Um, also has a great supporting uh, voice cast with Tina Fey, uh, David Diggs, Graham Norton. Um, I think June Squibb was in it for like 10 seconds. Anyways. Um, yeah, this, this movie was just so well made and well, very intentional. I feel like everything in the movie was like intricate, intricately laid out and planned and um the message is just so important i think a lot of people will see a movie they really like this year and say it's so relevant to 2020 um but i think this movie is just relevant to any year it would have came out um and it and that's why i think it's so special um and one other thing i'd like to kind of mention uh 
as far as like the craft of this movie, the animation is insanely and detailed. Uh, it's very like, good. Rack focus shots and stuff where like you you can see like the character in the um in the back of the shot and then like there's like blurry characters in the front of it. Like there's it looks like a real movie. Um with the animated characters in there. Also they have like a combination of three D animation and two D animation, which makes it look really like rigid. Um, which I always appreciate in animated movies and the lighting was like so good. There's so many shots where it looked like photorealistic. So, um, yeah, soul, soul definitely takes the cake for me. And it was one that I watched like, I believe three days ago. Um, so it was another late addition to my top five, but I was really glad I saw it. And that, that, uh, point that I was going to make earlier that I kind of stopped myself at is, um, it's pretty awesome that in 2020, the top three movies on my list, Soul, Nomadland, and Sound of Metal, um, are very unique and kind of display like people that you don't usually see in film. Uh, with Sound of Metal, um, there's a display of the deaf community, um, which a lot of movies like joke about and don't really like give the people nuance. Um, with Nomadland, you have nomads in it who a lot of people will just disregard as like homeless people. Um, and like Francis McDormand says in the movie, they're not homeless, they're houseless. Um, and it was like a decision that they made and you really get to know them and you re- it really humanizes them. And then with soul, um, you get a animated movie with um, the lead character being black, which is pretty rare in a Pixar movie. I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's any other. Movie. I think it's yeah. It's one. the first one. And it's exciting to see Pixar kind of um, evolving in their ways as, you know, you saw Coco recently uh, and now with Soul. Um, it just, it really must be inspiring for young people today who um, get to see, like, all these different groups of people being represented in movies. And it's not just, like, a one person or one group of people party. Um, so, yeah, that diversity in an animated movie um, is not something that is talked about a lot, but in this movie, I think it really matters and it really makes a difference. True. Yeah, Soul's really good. I I appreciate it too. It's in my top ten, but it didn't quite make the five. Um, best animated movie of the year, hands yeah. down. For sure. Are there any? Yep. Now were... it's the bat. Good, but just missed out what? your top five. Maybe some like hidden gems. Noah, we're doing that later. We have to do the bottom. Okay, let's dive in. Yeah, Noah. Okay, so I'll start with my uh, five before the bottom, number five. Um, so I got to say, like disclaimer, I don't think there are a lot of really bad movies that I saw this year, so this is gonna, like, this isn't, like, an awful movie. It was just kind of, okay. Um, and that was Call of the Wild. Um, I saw this, and I was kind of, like, eh. Like, the CGI on the dog, not great. Um, I mean, I've read the book before, so I knew everything that was happening. Um, and Harrison Ford puts on a pretty good performance. Ultimately, like, the movie didn't stick out to me. So that's why it's at the bottom of the bottom of... Uh, the bottom of my worst movies. 
It's not the worst. That was that was dead last for you. Oh no, that was no. That's the I, I guess the top. The top of the bottom. I don't know how to describe the bottom. The top okay. of the bottom. The best of the world. Yeah. Um. So my top of the bottom movie is um Mulan. I didn't really. I wasn't really like like wowed out of my seat when I saw this movie. It was just like, eh, okay. Like, there was no singing. There was no Mushu. And then, like, it was really, like, just weird about the movie. Like, of course I knew what was going on. But, like, if you just, like, wanted to be, like, entertained, it, I mean, maybe. I mean, we were kind of making fun of the CGI in the movie, like, Kicking when she was flipping over, like, the rooftops. Like, it was, like, it was pretty, like, weird. And I was just, I wasn't phased. I mean, I've seen better Disney movies. I know what they're capable of. They did. They did Lion King. Made that all CGI. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what happened with Mulan. So that's that's on the top of the bottom yeah, for Mulan me. Was but yeah, actually the movie for me that has dropped the most this year. Um, when I first saw it, it was kind of like in the middle of my list, and now it's definitely in the bottom half. Um, I just don't think it really aged very well because honestly, it's kind of a boring movie. Um, there's some cool action yeah. scenes and stuff, and there's moments, but um, I don't think it really makes it worth it overall. But for my top of the bottom, I had My Spy, which breaks my heart because I was see this movie. Breaks my um, heart too. It looked so like outdated and cheesy, which kind of is up my alley because so so good or so bad it's good movies are some of my favorite movies to watch. Uh, just seeing a movie like fail on every single aspect like show dogs that, that's like a show dogs example like i will watch that movie all day i'll take that over like a movie that's good and not great because it's just so much fun to watch and make fun of but with my spy it didn't quite reach that level it was just in the middle ground of like they wasted so much potential that it was kind of frustrating um and this is like crazy bad that it's i can't look away uh dave bautista was obviously the best part of it and when he flossed and stuff it was so cringy i loved it um but there was just so many scenes where like they switched tones and they had really poorly written characters and i don't think they um i think they took some of it too seriously and tried to make it into an action movie um and because of that indecisiveness it just it was just very bleh not take out of it bleh bleh Okay. Yeah, that's the top of my bottom. My spy. Alright, so coming up next on my uh, worst of the year list is it's kind of kind of funny because it's on the top oh. list for Ryan. It, it, just wait. Scoob. I... How? How could you? I'm sorry, Ryan. I, I'm i going to have to rip into this movie for a sec. Um... I was not a fan. Um, I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan, so I came into this movie. Hoping... Obviously, you're not a big Scooby-Doo fan. Well, I'm not a fan of this Scooby-Doo oh, movie. Because Ugh. what I think they did here is instead of doing like like a mystery thing, like the classic Scooby-Doo, they were like, let's do this kind of superhero thing. And that did not, that did not work for me. I... I'm a fan of their classic mysteries and You like Mark Wahlberg? You didn't like Mark Wahlberg? I mean eh. This this whole movie was just kind of like um I don't know. It just felt like 
it was betraying Scooby Doo and what it stood for. Um, it was too like kid oriented and um, not for like fans of the Zach's not a very progressive Scooby Doo fan. No, don't I... don't pretend like you like Scoob. Don't, I know. Don't... I'm just <laughs> it's on my bottom list too. But we'll get to. It. Oh shoot! All right. Oh no. Second to uh, go. top of the bottom of your list. Well, my second to the top of my bottom of the list is the photograph. And it really, I know it really hurt to do Lake Heath like this. But as an actor, you go into the acting business and some movies are going to slap. Some movies are not. And some movies are going to be right in the middle. And given that I have not seen a lot of movies this year due to the obvious reasons, this falls down to the bottom of the list. But like, if it was in tw- if we're in 2019, where I saw pause, I'm gonna look how many movies I saw. I saw 57 movies in 2019. It would be a top 20 for me in 2019. And technically, it is a top 20 in 2020. Technically, it is because I've only seen 18 movies. Oh. It's it's number 15 on the list. But I just found myself kind of like spacing out during the movie and then coming back in. And there's a lot you can do with, like, a photographer in a movie. There's only a lot you can do. But Lakey's definitely tried his hardest. But I don't know, like, what didn't click for me to get into the movie. I just didn't feel it. And so you just got to respect it. Don't blame the player. Blame the game. That's just how the movie business works. Yeah, and so I just wasn't I thought it was the movie. okay. Uh-huh. But obviously, it was very mid to me, but I, I love the piece. Exactly. What's your next? My next one is um, this movie I almost completely forgot came out this year Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Um, Yeah, exactly. What? Um, Yeah, it's a comedy with with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Um, It also has Dan Stevens, who plays the Beast in Beauty and the Beast uh, in the remake. This movie was just like none of the jokes landed at all. because, I mean, Will Ferrell, I thought was, I mean, he, him as Buddy the Elf, that's the perfect casting. He did an incredible job. But I hate to say it, <clears throat> I think he's washed. I haven't seen a what? Will Ferrell performance in the 2010s. Oh, wait, so did you not I see Daddy's Home? Nice. My point still stands. Thank you. You know what? We're not standing Dude. for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. The um, caps. I don't know. Like, I think in the early 2000s when this he was on me... SNL in like the 90s a little bit and stuff. And when he was an elf and a couple comedies after that, he was great. Um, in Daddy's Home, he was fine. But I just haven't seen a really good Will Ferrell performance in at least 10 years. And it pains me to say it, but uh, this is no exception. Um, also, Rachel McAdams has a really bad accent, which... Like I said earlier, so bad it's good movies are right up my alley, but it wasn't quite bad enough for me to enjoy it, but it definitely wasn't good. So, um, yeah, the plot was kind of mediocre, too. Um, The directing, too, was pretty mundane. I didn't really like the camera angles. It wasn't very, like, dynamic. Um, I know that it's a comedy, and that might sound hypercritical, but 
Yeah, just no, nothing really landed for me. It's just such a mediocre movie. Oh. Hey Noah, Noah. Um, I've have you seen, seen Anchorman two? What what year? Okay, I'm... okay, there it is. Because I will that came out in two thousand thirteen. Done anything great since twenty fifteen? <gasps> Noah Holmes and Watson. It wasn't great. I he was funny in that movie. The movie wasn't good, but he was funny. Yeah. Anyways, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Holmes and Watson. Funny. Alrighty. Um. Okay. Next on my list for the worst is Gretel and Hansel. Um. So I came into the theater. Um, just being like, I want to see a movie. This is crazy that this is one of the few movies I saw in the theater, but I, it just didn't work for me. Um, the visuals in this movie are stunning at at times, um, and I think it could be on on the visuals alone. It could be a great horror movie, but the story just not not there. No no real plot. Um, and Sophia Lillis. Does her best, but it's not like a great performance. Overall, this is just a very meh movie. I'm surprised. Very interesting. I remember after you um, watched it, you said it was just kind of okay. Um, Well, I mean, it's. No, I I probably said it was pretty bad. It was. It's always been on. I guess the visuals you were saying were good. The visuals are good. The rest is bad, pretty much. Gotcha. Um, So my next one right here, picture this. It's early January. The time is, the bell is about to ring at 145 and I'm in third period. And I look at my AMC app and I see that Doolittle is playing at 2 p.m. And I want to have baseball practice. So I hightail it over the theater to go watch Doolittle. And I will tell you that I was pleasantly surprised of how bad of a movie that Robert Downey Jr. was in. For how stacked that the cast was, they really didn't deliver. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. can only do so much with an accent. And Tom they cut they casted Tom Holland as a it. duck. Like, come on. You really like you you got it's like you got your guy and then you put him on the bench. Like, really? So storyline was just bland. I, I saw it I saw it on my A list, so I didn't really I wasn't really affected by the price, but I love A list. Could have done more with the tools that they were given. Yeah, it's kind of like That's if you it. sign Carl Edwards Jr. and you keep him in Tacoma. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> couldn't have said it better. I don't know what that. Yeah, means. it was it was for the for the baseball fans out there. I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Okay. Um, my third to last movie, unfortunately, is Scoob. I won't dwell on it too much. You. I won't dwell on it too much, but I agree with what Zach said. It. Um, it didn't feel like a Scooby-Doo movie. It just felt like a rip-off Avengers with, like, the Scooby-Doo characters. Um, I will say, obviously, Shaggy and Scooby are a good combo. You can't beat that. Um, I'll give you that, Rye. Um, and some of the animation is yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not all terrible, but I thought, like, on a script level and, like, a story level, it was, um, it was so weak that it ends up in the bottom of my list. And... Um, as you guys may know, a good script 
um, good dialogue, a good story is always the most important thing to me. And since it didn't have that, Aww. it ends up on the bottom of the list. Yes. That's going to go on Noah's grave. <laughs> good script, good yep. dialogue. Hopefully um, <laughs> we won't have to make that grave soon. All right. Hopefully not. Second to last. Let's keep this. Guess what huh? it is. Um, underwater. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say it. it's Christmas Chronicles <sighs> 2. Are you serious? You're joking. You're joking. joking. I'm not joking. You're yeah. joking. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to cry. So, I'm about to cry. Here's the, thing. here's the conversation we have to have. Um, oh my gosh. Kurt Russell is probably the best Santa Claus in the business. Like, he's so good. Yet he's in such a poor movie. Um, just so cheesy. And I mean, like, I, I'm down for a little cheese on Christmas, but this was a little too much cheese. It was kind of getting stinky. Ow. Uh, my gosh. So I, I was not a fan of this. Um, it There's like a few fun <laughs> moments, but other than that, cringe. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. My ears are bleeding. It was fun watching it with Rai Rai, though. Oh, it was a blast. Party. I was having <laughs> for party. Party. All right. My, my second to last movie, I said it. It's Underwater. I Ooh, saw yep. this with... I saw it with Noah? Yeah, I saw it with Noah. Noah. And TJ Miller was in it. And... Yep. He died in the beginning of the movie, so I didn't really get to see Spoiler. enough of him. Spoiler. Noah, who Kristen else was in Stewart. it? Who was, the, who was the main girl? Kristen Stewart. And I will tell you, this movie yeah. was very dumb. Um, it, was fun to, it was fun to laugh at. Kind of like mm. Escape Room of 2019. Mm. Just kind of fun to laugh at. And just like be glad that it's a new movie, new year kind of thing. But it, it wasn't good. But it was fun to go. And watch it and kind of make fun of the movie and how bad it was. But bad storyline, bad script, bad acting, bad CGI. I mean, you're, you're, you're underwater yeah. in the dark. Not much you can do there. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, I'll talk about that movie in a minute. Um, but oh. to all the boys, P.S. I love you. This is my second class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you... This movie was so <sighs> bad. Oh my gosh! Um, I actually, I actually liked the first movie. I thought it was really cute. I thought Lana Condor was really good. Noah Centineo was also um, pretty solid. Centineo, um, which I was surprised by because I just do not like his vibes. But, um, anyways, he's only yeah, good in those movies. It's like his everything movie, else um, is like this one Netflix movie. But the second movie was so disappointing and so poorly written. Um, it made every character involved seem terrible, except for John Ambrose. I, I don't know who plays him, but um, he was good. Um, that was like the only positive thing about the movie. Jordan Fisher? Jordan. Yeah, Isn't Jordan his name Fisher. Jordan Fisher. Jordan Fisher plays Fortnite with go. Ninja. Um, but yeah, this. <laughs> He was, he was good, and um, he played like a pretty charming character who definitely should have ended up with Lockdoor's character, but she freaking settled for Noah Centineo, um, even though their relationship was toxic and it was. It... 
There's spoilers yeah. all over the place in this episode. Yeah, Noah, it. you're okay. spoiling it Ryan, for me. Ryan, here's the question. If you haven't seen it yet, are you going to see it? The answer is no. I haven't seen it yet, and I was going to see it. You know, Noah, I might have watched that movie when I'm recovering from surgery. I'm, I'm amazed. Right. I'm just not um, going to watch it. That's now. good. You're avoiding a bad movie. Um, but yeah, the, the ending was just really confusing, and I really liked the first movies, like the characters in the first movie, but all of them became like really unlikable um, in this movie, and I think it just kind of killed the potential for it to be like a trilogy. Uh, so yeah, it's it's near the bottom of the list. That was a really, really disappointing movie this year. All right, my bottom, my spy. Well mentioned wow. before, so I came in this movie being like, "All right, the trailer seemed like it was gonna be fun, but like one of those like bad like fun movies, fun. but still fun." And it was just, it was just bad. Yes. Yeah, it looked like like playing with fire. It wasn't as entertaining and fun to make fun of as playing with fire, but it wasn't as much of a meme. Yeah. To mm. me, it just seemed like it was weirdly, like, felt like it was 10 years old or something like that. Like, all the jokes were so off for the times. It was like, and there were, like, all the dances that they did. I think it was delayed, which is probably why it's a little bit off. But still, it, it felt like a boomer was like, let me let me make a, a movie. Mm-hmm. Let, let me make a kid's movie. <laughs> Is this yeah. what the kids are into? Like TikTok, something like that? There was a lot I don't of think TikTok was even and... in the movie. So tick if they mentioned TikTok, it would be more relevant than it was. Um Yeah, so all in all, it was just not not really a good movie. Um but Dave Bautista He shoved. That's his best. Sorry. Sorry to him. It's just not a good movie. All right. Um, my last movie um, actually set the record for the lowest score elevator movie reviews has ever given a movie. And this movie was The New Mutants. And I saw this movie in an advanced screening with my dad at the Spectrum before it got remodeled. This movie was absolute dog water. The movie was terrible. It was terrible. Zach, what's the name of the actor from Stranger Things that's in it? Um, it's like Charlie Heaton or something. Charlie Heaton. Charlie Heaton. He maybe was the reason why I gave this movie a 0.5 out of 10. Maybe. He did okay. They gave him an accent in the movie. Like, why? Like, they, they, they delayed the movie, like, for two years. And, like, still couldn't deliver. Um, the acting was bad. And they just they tried to push a social justice message. In this movie, they, they shoved it down our throats. And it's like, it was so unnecessary what they did. And it, this whole movie was just unnecessary. And so that's why it's on the bottom of my list. I thought it was poorly made. That uh, every, The action was terrible. And the action scenes were finished that I saw. They were finished. They were still bad. And I just didn't. I just walked out of the theater with this with a frown on my face. They had to pay me to see the movie. They paid me twenty dollars to see the movie. And I've heard that the me. message of the movie is like it's a good message, but just very poorly executed. Um. So yeah. Yes. I I didn't even see the um the new mutants because it just looked really boring to me. Yeah, let's check let's it out. Let's check right it now. out, Noah. Um. <laughs> let's talk about the worst movie of the year, and that's. Underwater. 
and it's ironically maybe the first movie I saw this year or second movie. Uh, yeah, Ryan and I saw it, and yeah, immediately I knew that it was going to be in my bottom five, if not the worst, and ended up being the worst. Um, dang, and dang, the one was just so poorly, um, poorly made from like a script level, obviously. Dude, like an acting level, Kristen Stewart gave like an off performance. I was surprised how bad she was, even though I've like seen the Twilight movies and stuff. Um, like Ryan said, she's good in half the season. Um, and that's as Ryan mentioned, that. like the funniest, most like um, interesting actor in the movie gets killed off like so early on. So the rest of the movie kind of trudging along with these characters you don't really like. Yeah. Um, the CGI was pretty bad. Um, it was a little bit um, scary at like moments in the beginning, but then that totally wore off after like 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, there's so many questionable decisions made um, in front of and behind the camera. So yeah, this, this one was extremely disappointing. I kind of knew it was going to be at the bottom and it just ended up being the worst. All right, so... To cap off this podcast, we're going to do a one movie that's a hidden gem that people should check out that you've seen this year, just because you thought it was good. It doesn't have to be in your top five or bottom five, just any movie you saw this year. How about we start that off with Noah Bug? Wow, I'm honored. Yeah, Noah uh, Bug, go ahead. I was going to say Freaky, but since Ryan already touched on that, I'm going to go with On the Rocks. This was a movie that I was very surprised how much I enjoyed it. It stars Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, who um, give great performance both of them. Also, Marlon Wayans is in it and kind of has like a dramatic turn, which I was surprised by. Um, the ending isn't anything to write home about. Um, it's more of like a wholesome movie than anything else, but it's it was very entertaining, very well written. Sofia Coppola did a really good job. Um, it's just very pleasant. It's it's a kind of a comfort movie, something you could watch um, if you're bored or if you want something to make you feel good. So, I would recommend to see On the Rocks. It's on Apple TV Plus right now. Your movie, nice. Ryan. Uh, my close but no cigar movie is the Impractical Jokers movie. I was rolling the entire movie. If you like the Impractical Jokers, you'll like this movie. There's there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the movie. It's just basically the same TV show that we've all seen, but just with a little twist and no harm, no foul. When you go see the movie, you'll just be laughing. It's just, it's pretty just like, you know, you know what you're going to get. You just know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good movie. That was clutch. I did. Love it. I would say, okay, so this is, um, I have a lot of movies I would recommend this year. I think this was a great year for movies, personally. Um, but one movie um, that I want to shout out as being kind of a perfect movie for this year, strangely, is called Swallow. It's about um, a, a pregnant uh, housewife who um, uh, gets this disorder called... Uh, I, I don't want to butcher it. It's Pika or Pika, spelled P-I-C-A. Um, and she is pretty much, like, addicted to swallowing things that aren't food. Um, and it might sound, like, odd to you if you, like, haven't heard of this before. 
Um, but it's really interesting. It's kind of like uh, talking about like control, how we like want control for our lives and um, how she tries to seek this through um, eating different objects, swallowing them. Um, and I think it's also a perfect movie for this year because it kind of reflects like isolation, um, not just like physical isolation, um, but also like emotional, social isolation. Um, and that kind of leads to what uh, she she deals with this and she deals with in this movie. Um, overall, it's a great story, really like effective uh, slow burn thriller. So go check that out. It's on Showtime, if anyone has Showtime. Um, and that seems to be our wrap-up for the year. It's been a great year. Not, Not for 20, except like, for just in general, but for movies. For us. Yeah. For all the movie reviews. Yes, we've sir. adapted. Right? We have. Um, yeah, so we're grateful for all our fans. Um, and we're grateful for this podcast. And uh, we're excited for everything movies in 2021. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay!